listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Good afternoon and welcome. I greet you with the greeting of St. Francis, my favorite saint. No surprise there. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen. How great are the saints, huh? We are so blessed. Um, Not only do we have the beautiful gift of God, everything Jesus has taught us, and the sacraments and the prayers and the devotions, we also have the saints, these role models. And uh, we just, it's just such a, a wonderful aspect of the Catholic Christian faith. You know, not that we worship them. We only worship God, but that they inspire us in so many different ways. You know, we have patron saints, you know, we've got saints that we feel an attraction to or a connection with. Some people would say it this way. It's not so much that I chose my patron saint. I felt that that saint chose me. You know, we probably all have stories where we feel some sort of a connection there, which is really quite beautiful and wonderful. And um, so we were hoping to... This is confession moment. We were hoping to launch a beautiful brand new prayer exhibit today, all on the saints. And when you know, some of the materials are not here yet. So hopefully by this weekend, it'll be up and available. And uh, so but I'm going to go ahead and share with you the, uh, what, it, what it's going to look like, because it's all about the saints. I thought this would be a great homily for today. Um, so we're calling it The Secret of the Saints. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, like... You know, you, you want to advertise something in a way, it's like, oh, people are like, what's that? You know, everybody loves a secret, don't they? You know, secret. And uh, so I, at, Fa- at Lourdes and Fatima, Mother Mary gave uh, the visionary secrets. People are like, what? The secret, you know. Um, live your faith. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's the secret. Um, so the secret of the saints. And um, the whole thing is going to be based off of different saints and there, uh, one of my favorite saints is this St. John Bosco, the founder of the Salesians, and he had many gifts, fruitful life, you know, anything about St. John Bosco. And one of his gifts was he had prophetic dreams. And so one of his prophetic dreams is a dream that a lot of people are wondering, is this a dream for our time? Because it, it feels very similar to some of the secrets of Fatima. So in the dream, he sees this ocean, and the church is this really big boat, and there's the Pope driving the boat, you know, like a big ship. And there's a battle and all these other ships, these enemy ships are firing and trying to sink the ship of the church. And, you know, there's a very ancient custom of seeing the church as a ship going all the way back to Noah's Ark. 
And then Jesus getting into Peter's boat to preach to the crowd. So the ship is this metaphor for the church traveling through the seas. And, and uh, there's this whole big battle. And then the Pope sees there's these two pillars. And on top of the one pillar is Mother Mary with the words, help of Christians. On the other pillar is a Eucharist, a host. And it says, salvation of believers. And so the Pope is able to steer the ship in between these two pillars. And he, what do you call it when you put the ship and you put the ropes? He docks it. He docks it there. And in between those two pillars, the battle is over. The enemy ships start to sink and there's peace and calm. And so a lot of people are wondering if this dream is a, it's a, it's a wonderful prophecy, but maybe for our own times, huh? And so what we've done is we've recreated the ocean down there in that little prayer room. And we have all this, you know, with the ship and all these wild imageries. And on one side of the room, we have the story of 11 saints that highlight their Marian devotion. Saints that had a devotion to Mother Mary. Saints that experienced Mary as a help. And some really, what, what, what I say, killer bediller quotes. Just really inspiring quotes. It's been such a joy researching and preparing this prayer exhibit of all these insights of like how the rosary and the scapular and the miraculous medal and just the experience of the Virgin Mary is such a help to becoming a saint. And then on the other side of the room, 11 saints that highlight their Eucharistic devotion. You know, that the, their spirituality of the Eucharist, of mass, Eucharistic adoration, and, and just really amazing, mind-blowing, profound, wow, I'm going to be changed now that I read that quote. You know, like, just great. And so we've got the Eucharistic saints. Now, what's funny is, is I was trying to prepare that. Pretty much all these saints could have been in either category, <laughs> you know, because it's like a thing with all the saints. They had a great love for Mother Mary, and they had a great love for Jesus, especially Jesus in the Eucharist. So, you know, there it is. So, uh, and we we love that because the saints are inspiring us. You know, what does it mean to be a saint for me? What does it mean to live my faith, to be holy, to be holy? We're just wrapping up a Bible study on what does it mean to be holy? And it's been a great experience. The holiness is the quality of God himself. God is holy. And when we come close to God and God starts to rub off on us, we become holy, you know, as we reflect and, and image him. So I'm going to conclude with an extremely beautiful description of the saints. This is from my, one of my favorite pieces of literature. It's from the Paradiso of Dante. I hope you all are somewhat familiar you know, with his great divine comedy, right? Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. So there's this whole journey that happens, going through hell and then going through purgatory, and finally, at the very end, coming into heaven, paradise. And it is so creative and artistic and incredibly profound how Dante describes what you see when you come into heaven. So if you're not familiar with this, I want to encourage you to look it up and pray with it because it's magnificent. So what you see when you come into the very end of the, this piece of work, you see, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to quote here from a beautiful scholarly article. For Dante has concentrated in a flower no less than his solution to the riddle of the universe and has attempted to access, suggest through symbolic meanings the transcendent ordinary words. Nevertheless, a close study of this symbol in its relation to the divine comedy as a whole can con throw considerable light on the method and intention of Dante's art. The sun-lit rose 
that dominates the culminating cantos of the Paradiso proclaims the fulfillment of the poet's long spiritual quest. Purged of sin and perfected in holiness, he is granted a mystic vision of eternal glory. This vision is twofold. The poet first perceives a gigantic white rose on whose petals are enthroned the entire company of the saints. Then he lifts his eyes to the sun, a symbol of God, shining down upon the rose. It has been noted that the dual nature of this vision corresponds to the two stages of mystic contemplation defined by St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the first stage revealing the saints in glory and the second stage revealing God himself. The rose, symbolizing the lower of these stages, serves as a necessary precursor for the higher. Moreover, the symbols of the sun and the rose are interdependent and ultimately inseparable. It is the sun that gives life to the rose, and it is the rose that makes manifest the sun's power and glory. A full comprehension of the mystic interrelation between the creator and his creation marks the end of Dante's journey and the highest attainment of spiritual vision. Whoa. So I'll conclude by just breaking that open so that the, the vision of coming to heaven and seeing this single huge white rose blossom upon which each petal is a saint. And of course, on the petal at the very top center closest to God is the Virgin Mary. And so I have a, an artist did a painting of this, which we have in our Saint of the Day table over here. It's beautiful. You want to go say, say hello? And then, so you have this white rose blossom with all the saints on it. And then you have above that God who is the light. And it, it's such an interesting, profound insight that you don't see the rose unless the sun is shining upon it. And it's the water of the rain and the sun that has made the rose grow. And so from the image of the rose, then you lift your eyes to see God himself, the light, God himself, and the connection between these two images. So my friends, the Catholic devotion to the saints is God-centered. We love the saints because they show us God. Each one is a unique reflection of the beauty of God. And we get inspired by this because in that contemplation, we start to understand our place is when you see those rose, that rose, and you'll see some petals that don't have saints on them because those petals are waiting for the saints to arrive. And then you'll see the one that's yours, your place in this image, huh? That each one of us are a unique reflection of God, that we reflect God in a way that no one else can. This is such a beautiful and profound mystery. And I feel the more that we're connected with this reality, the more holy we will be, the more generous and kind and loving and virtuous, poor in spirit, you know, meek, hunger and thirst for righteousness, merciful, clean of heart, peacemakers, suffering persecution joyfully, all those lines from the Beatitudes. That is what God calls us to. That is humanity at its best. And it's the grace of God that makes it possible. And for that, we give thanks this day. Amen. Amen. 
You've been listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.